And if you wonder why Jesus spoke in parables to them only, it's because life is one big parable. And we have to wait for the explanation. We have to seek the explanation, as Eucharist Prayer 4 says, that those who seek might find him. If we're seekers, we will find him. But we have to look. That's how we grow. And so if life being a parable, uh, Jesus used local examples. The mustard seed have been down this, the, the, right below the hill of the Beatitudes where Jesus undoubtedly spoke. Uh, there's mustard plants there. There's Tiberias, the city set on a hill, very dramatic, right over the Sea of Galilee, a plain where a sower would sow seeds. You could see all of this where everybody was sitting. And so Jesus is using local examples. That's what we're going to do. And I, picked, I pulled this out because I want to read something again, our wonderful second reader read. Um, we would rather leave the body and go home to the Lord. We're not home, but we're going to bring with us our life, if you will, our garden, the seeds that we planted and those that we planted in others. And we're going to be very surprised. The smallest of, of things will be the largest of plants. What we think is important is not. What we thought was just a little uh, a little thing will be very great to God, just taking time to listen to somebody, for example, may be the most important investment you ever made. And we have no idea the seeds that we're planting. We must all uh, appear before the judgment seat of Christ, and he's going to show us the garden that we planted. When I was, oops, <laughs> well, uh, that took the wind out of me. Uh, but I'll persevere. Don't, your prayers have not been answered. I'm still going to keep preaching. Um, <laughs> When I came here, that rectory had no plants around it at all, except a couple of ugly-looking ones. No, no fence, no nothing. And I, I thought, all the pastors used to complain about not having a backyard. Well, we did something about it, you know. And, and what most of those plants came from a St. Joe's plant sale for pro-life that didn't happen. I can't tell you why they never got a chance to sell them, but they called me, us, and they said, can you use some plants? I thought... Can I, you know? So this whole truckload ended up in my driveway here. We, I planted them all. It looked so pretty for a couple of years. Boy, did those things grow. I didn't know plants grew like that. I've still got a couple of them, and every year I have to, I have to prune it twice. I don't know what these things are, but they flower and so on. And, and along with that, I brought something from Tillamook in a, in a color bowl. Anybody know what false nettles are? Any of you ever had false nettles? You have? Ever try, ever try to get rid of them afterward? These is an, it's an invasive plant that's now on the banned list. This thing, you put, got little yellow flowers, very pretty. I actually cultivated it. Brother, <laughs> in 16 years, I still haven't gotten rid of that, of that little wonderful plant. That's an example of what not to plant and to be careful how we're planting. But we don't know most of the seeds. Jesus says the kingdom of God is within us and we can't see it now. That's why a lot of people miss it. They think there's no God because they can't see him. Well, God is hidden. That's by design. That's life. And we, we discover him at different times of life. Uh, one example I forgot at the last Mass, but I love this example. I think I've mentioned it once before. We had Catholics come home for many, many years. Hope we can revive it now that COVID is, is we can have bigger groups, you know. And it's big sometimes, small sometimes. But the biggest evangelization tool we have in this parish is our sign. We're so fortunate to have a sign on River Road. Can't tell you the number of people that have thanked me for those pithy sayings we put up at times and so on. We're working on upgrading it right now. 
And we had up there, uh, we're not afraid to tell people in Kaiser that we have fallen away Catholics. We said, if you have been away, please come back. Well, that, that little act of humility, putting that out there, brought this guy named Ed in. He was driving by, saw the sign. It was that evening, pulled in, came in, came back to the faith, was there by the old confessional in the old church until the day he died. We called him Drive-By Ed. <laughs> and he was one of my favorite people. I was so sorry when he passed away. I just loved him. You know, God called him at the, toward the end of his life. And see, we planted a seed, and it grew into the largest plants. That man, uh, please, God, is in heaven now. Hope he's praying for us. Uh, this is an example of a little seed that we planted. Uh, there's so many ways this parish, when you support us, uh, that you're doing things that you don't even know. The, the prayer shawl ministry uh, is an example, or there's music boxes back here that are free. You can sign up to get one, and you'll give it to a sick person. You may not even know the effect that that has on people. The prayer shawls, they make them. They don't know who's going to get it, but it may make a difference in their life. They may come back to the faith with the little prayer that's attached to it. We won't know about that seed until life is over. You, if you look in the hall, at, oh, over here is where it is, the picture of all of our seminarians. One is from this parish, Brent, and uh, most of us were invited to consider the priesthood by one person. Have you ever considered being a priest? Somebody asked me that once. Um, it's an interesting story. I won't go into that. But most of us have had that experience, and usually most of us said, are you out of your mind? <laughs> but it worked on us. It planted the seed. In the 11th grade, I, there, I've said before, he's, he's been here twice. A priest was so interesting. Back in the 70s, early 70s, most priests were pretty darn boring when they preached. And this guy, you know, like, the theology of the day is the Trinity, homo usios, you know. But this guy would lean on the podium and talk to him. Boy, this thing moves. What do you know? <laughs> he would... <laughs> <laughs> this may be my last mass. Um, <laughs> you're praying for that. Um, he would lean on the podium and look at us and say, you know what? And I couldn't believe it. It just captivated me, and I thought, I wonder if this might be something you know, I might want to do. That was the seed. It took many years to germinate. I'd say from that point, it was about 20 years. But it, it, you know, he doesn't believe it. He won't take any credit, but it was, and he didn't know it. And this is the way Jesus talks about planting seeds. Be careful what we're planting. I've talked to people a number of times trying to make decisions, and something that worked for me and it is from the Ignatian exercises. We place ourselves in the future and ask ourselves, vision who this is. Is this person still an addict? Is this person still into pornography, for example, or or whatever, is this person in a certain place? Are we married to somebody, in my case a priest, or uh, what type of person, you know, is this, uh, I'm having a high school reunion, I want to have longer hair and get thin and look just like I did back then, that's what I'm working on. <laughs> you think it's going to work? Well, I have hair, anyway, that's, that's one thing, but anyway, uh, I, I, I pulled it 15 years out and I said, who is this person, and what must I do now so that he will exist? Because he's depending on the right seed planted now. 
At this age, I don't make 15-year plans anymore. Uh, but one does look in the future and say, we, we do the St. Ed's, we vision. What does St. Ed's look like? That's what master plans are for. That's how this church got built. It started with the Adoration Chapel. A seed was planted. We had a mission. And I wanted to get that going. We had one, one day a month, first Friday. Couldn't, fill, couldn't get people to take uh, an hour for three hours. I said, we could never have an adoration chapel here. Nobody wants to do this. He said, I won't preach it unless it's perpetual adoration. Well, you know, as you all know, within uh, those of you who were here then, within six or seven weeks, the whole thing was put in a little closet over here. And uh, when we started to build the church, it really came out of people asking for a permanent chapel because that was so little. And that was really got the, the master plan going, that and a few other little things. So one little seed many years ago led to building this. And so the Lord says, be careful what you're planting or you're going to get a, a backyard full of false nettles. Or you might get a crop like the, these to feed the birds and they return the favor by dropping plants and fertilizer in various places in my yard, most of which were not welcome. But a fig tree was also planted that way, and it's been many years, and one of our prisoners helped keep it alive, and it's never had any figs on it except for one or two little bitty things. Well, this year it's got about 40 figs on it. It's finally come into its own, and no, you can't have any. <laughs> Actually, the staff doesn't like figs, so I it, they're really good. Anyway, uh, you know, that little seed has turned into a very large fig tree now and finally it's starting to give off fruit to eat uh, what's the fruit of my life we are all renters as I'm very fond of saying we don't really own anything in 50 years this will be filled with, with other people please God and they won't have the slightest conception of how this got here they'll take it for granted well any of us that built this knows we don't take it for granted it was a hard, it was a hard road but the point is we will come before God. We're coming home. And what does my garden look like? More important, what seeds did we plant in someone else's garden that grew into a large plant? It's sometimes those chance encounters in which we took time to be kind that makes all the difference in the world. Like drive-by Ed is a good example. And we don't know uh, when those things are going to come. I've visited a number of sick people that came back to the church at that, at that time because, you see, they're, they're finally open to the truth. Their career is behind them. Their money has no value anymore. It can't save them, you see. You see, these things, we, they're, they're valuable on earth, but they don't last. But family, friends, people we're estranged from, we, we grieve, we try to get back together with them, and perhaps we're estranged from the Lord. And we pray together, and some of these people, you know, they haven't said a prayer for a while, will say the Our Father, and they'll say it with me. And they're home. You see, it begins just like that. It's a privilege of being in ministry as you see these things happen. It's, it's just great. And this is, and of course, during COVID, now that COVID is, is, is subsiding, we're getting confession after confession. Father, it's been a year, it's been a year and a half because they have been able to come in. You're welcome to come back, by the way. We have 900 open seats here. It's a 900 seat building. So there's lots of room here. But the, when you're ready. Uh, but we, some have cultivated their seeds while not being able to be here. And they've grown. And we who have fasted Eucharist 
or really appreciate the value we had. Or fasted communion. Communion goes both ways. It's vertical communion with Jesus. The sacred meal we have. We're having a, a, a dinner, if you will, with God here. And all of us are invited, and we are also, as a small b, the body of Christ. And we fasted being together. We are a communion of people that, that need to be support each other in faith. Many of you look for each other to be here. Your face here is important. It, others depend on seeing regular people here. You don't know what you're giving people by, by doing that, but we're going to find out. When I was turning priesthood, I'd go to daily mass, and believe it or not, sometimes it was at 6.15 in the morning. Can you believe that? Now, you, but you know me. You know you got a vocation if you're coming to mass at that hour. But there were regular people there, and they'd come early and pray. Before long, I was praying along with them. Before long, it became a habit, a holy hour, and that nourished this vocation. To this day, they don't know what they gave to me just by being present. And that's the important thing. We don't know what the valuable seeds are, but the big ones, the you know, we, we, some things are just there for looks, but what fruit we have God will reveal our garden. Hopefully, God is the master gardener, which I did not have when I put all those plants in umpteen years ago, will teach us. He'll prune. He'll, he'll weed. He'll take out plants we think are just great because they need, uh, other things need to be planted there. He knows that one day another gardener will take the, this plot of land and they'll have a chance to, to grow their own things. But he will give us a garden and a home in heaven. After all, he was a carpenter, remember? He's building you a home. You're building a new home in heaven. And everything we do is added to that. The pictures on the wall, the, the scenery. The, uh, it's, it's a metaphor, isn't it? We don't really know what heaven is like, but it's, that's all we have to look at. And so Jesus tries to help us to understand the value of little things. And we don't often know what they are. So we have to pray that to be present to the moment so that we can more often recognize the opportunities God has to uh, allow him to plant a seed or to allow us to plant seeds in our own garden or others. I'll finish again with the Eucharistic Prayer 4. We've fasted that for almost four months now. Uh, and that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again for us. He sent the Holy Spirit from you, Father, as the first gift to those who believe. The Holy Spirit will be the one to lead you and help you plant the seeds, help us to plant the seeds, and to nourish those small plants that we know one day will be the biggest plants in the garden, our faith.